when you're a guy like me, Diane. <laughs> you like I've to, never you like been to, a guy. <laughs> I know. When you're a guy like me, you like to feel the fuzz against your feet. You know, oh, a, I see. Yeah, there's fuzz in there, so slippers, and I need I need the fuzz against my feet because I don't get when you're a guy, you know, you don't get a lot of fuzz uh, against your feet, and so to have it's just like a treat to have fuzz against your feet. Well, when you're a it's gal, a, it's a treat for your feet to have fuzz. <laughs> what? When you're a gal. You all, when you're, you're a gal. When you're a gal. You also. You got to say gal. Also like. Fuzz against your feet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the appreciation of fuzz is the same for a gal <laughs> as it is for a guy. It is so. I'm not sure that it is, Diane. Well, <laughs> you know, I could say I could say something like prove it. <laughs> prove that it's the same. I could say that. Uh-huh. Or I could say it's 8.31 a.m. Saturday, December the 12th, 2020. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane. Wow. Well, you're all. No, I'm not all better. Full, oh no. Well, but you slept through the night, which I did. is a I big thing. I slept through the night, which is uh, which has been. This a is hard the first spot. time in two weeks. I, I think, think so. <laughs> I think so, Diane. But let's not dwell on that. Let's talk about how pretty the house looks. Oh my goodness! Look at yeah, Look at all the look at all the little things over there in the corner of the the hearth there and in front of the television there's little things and on the speaker and on the shelves and on the mantel and in the corner and on that table over there and up there and around (laughs) over on your side and down here on the coffee table there's all kinds of stuff going on here all holidayed up we festooned yesterday we we festooned (laughs) we i love that you know i appreciate the use of inclusive language there diane but you are the one who has done all the festooning. All you did was ask me if we had an extra extension cord, which we didn't have. You know, so that was my contribution. So I guess you can't say I didn't help, but not very much. We well, went we, to Sky Nursery, though, yesterday. We did. We went to Sky Nursery. We had an outing, and it was like... <laughs> it was like I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. It was like it was going like, to Disneyland yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, was it? was. It was. It was like... Going to some exotic fairyland of, of, you know, promise and hope and, you know, greatness. It was it was great. We just live a very short distance from Sky Nursery. And, yeah. um, I mean, we're on 200th and it's on 185th. 185th, yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's even 187th well, it's or so. Yeah, okay. So, um, <laughs> we are not getting a tree this year, uh, right. mostly because... Uh, this room is being used for my Pilates. I have to, it's the place where we usually would have the tree is real, it's real estate that I need right now. So, uh, but we really like the smell of the fresh cut greens and it came to me that we should go get some fresh cut greens, fresh cut greens. And, um, so we went and they have a, pretty amazing display of tchotchkes yeah just, just little little ornaments and little statuettes and figurines and they have like i don't know 15 trees with different ornaments on them you know like different themes and and it's just it was quite marvelous it was because a uh 
the sky nursery place like even when you're indoors you don't feel it's a very it's a, it's a big it's, warehouse type building yeah. so you get very high ceilings very and, high yeah and you just you feel like you're inside some kind of massive you know warehouse so there's no no sense of closeness uh, there were other people in there everybody's but, masked but up everybody and was masked and, and everybody was really far distant it yeah. was pretty few and far between compared to what it's been in past years right but it was a blast. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed our trips there when we've gone before, but there was a special poignancy well, about yeah, it this because, time. Because, you know, I think we can count on one hand the number of times since March that you and I have gone somewhere. Yeah. You know, we, don't, we haven't gone anywhere. We and haven't gone out to eat. We, yeah, haven't, we haven't. I haven't gone to pick you up at work. We haven't driven down to my mom's house. We haven't, you know. We haven't gone over to Kelly and Mary's. We haven't, you know, gone to West Seattle. To, I haven't gone to any gigs. And, you know, it's just so just having both of us in the car going anywhere was kind of thrilling. Yeah. You know, we were barely out of the garage. And I was feeling like, wow, look at us. Look. Pardon me. I'm going to have another drink of coffee. We're doing something. We're, we're going somewhere. You boy. Together, it's, you know. It's good coffee. Fabulous. It was like a date. It was like a date. It felt like a date. And then we even went to Panera and went through their drive-thru and got yeah. some... Got some little, uh, what do they call those? Flatbread. Little flat, flatbread pizzas to yeah. bring home. So it was truly, you know, like we even had dinner out, yeah. so to think. It was like, wow. Will you marry me? <laughs> I will. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Well, we had a blast, and I had already set up a lot of the, the festooning. Diane does a seasonal festooning of the house anyway. Uh, you know, the change, sometime during the change of the season, she will change the decor, the color choices, and things like that to more match the season. And uh, her holiday festooning is always uh, something to behold. And this year is, she's, you really went to town. I mean, you know, because, because we weren't going to be having a tree, I think Diane took extra... Uh, made extra effort to festoon in a holiday-like uh, modality. So we're I'm sitting in the middle of the winter wonderland here and uh, loving it. Lots of nutcrackers and little Santa Claus statues and penguins and teddy bears and, you know. Well, a lot of the things that would have gone on the tree are now right. littered throughout the house <laughs> in a nice way, you know, yes, not, not a bad littering. No. It's a good, a lovely festooning. Well, I've been very fortunate that over the years, <clears throat> my family would give me nutcrackers because mm-hmm. I was in the Nutcracker Ballet. And in fact, there's a nutcracker plate over there that uh, my parents gave me a long, long time that ago. One? Yeah. Mm. That's gorgeous plate that is about the nutcracker dance. So um, I still have a... A love of nutcrackers. I got a new nutcracker yesterday. You did. You did. I liked it because it had a little drum, you know. So does, let's see, does that one have a drum? No, it doesn't have a drum. It does kind of move its, it's a mechanical toy type of thing. It'll move its arms about, but. And there's that one over there that's all white with the, holding a Christmas tree in its hand. And a bag. Sort of a, that's sort of a St. Nicholas kind of a nutcracker. Anyway. It looks great, and the candles are all lit, and there's little fairy fleck lights all over the place, and you know, so. 
I don't know, man. I think uh, I think some kind of apparition could could just materialize right here in the <laughs> living room right now, and I'd be kind of like, "Hey, where you been?" <laughs> kind of thing. It would be okay, unless it was, you know, what's his name, Jacob Marley. Probably wouldn't be that. You good. want the the and guy, the, the the big guy with the feast around him, you know, the yeah, Christmas the present, ghost of Christmas present, yeah. yeah. With the long green velvet gown. But I think and... even if the even if the guy even if the death guy with the shroud and the bony fingers showed up, I'd be kind of like, "Hey, come on, <laughs> really? You know, you want a cup of Joe or something?" <laughs> That's let what me, you do. Let me make you a cup of Joe. You look like you could use it. Anyway, it's a, it's, it's also been kind of a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. Wouldn't you say, Diane? I, mean, I would say. I mean, in addition to the, the our outing, our venturing forth, our journey of yesterday. Yes, it has. Now you're supposed to Oh, it, that's, to, that's yeah, me? That's, that's always, my cue? That's always me pitching to you. Okay. Diane, so you should be ready for that. Get your catcher's mitt out and get busy. <laughs> well... I've really been, the the holiday traditions have really been on my mind because at Halloween, I had uh, been in this this group that was trying to provide for our working group. Some Just sort of a, it's, it's a subset of my, the larger ABC shared services that I'm working with. And right. just three of us had provided these online festivities for Halloween. But... This time, uh, we the same group of people, the same three of us, we are uh, doing 12 days of ABC holidays. And it's basically just to provide a little, a little oom-pa-pa and everybody's calliope right now for the holidays because we all know that people are sequestered and they aren't really feeling the spirit so much as they might have in past because they aren't planning to go places or see their families or so it is actually just like with the halloween it's really made my day to be participating in this because we first came up with okay we're going to do something every day what are we going to do and and a lot of it is about uh the different holiday traditions that all different countries have and it's really fascinating to me like today i was actually looking up a little bit more about santa lucia day which is saint lucy day um for the swedes and i always thought it was a beautiful tradition and i was thinking how much it's like the same timing of uh hanukkah which is a festival of lights and the St. Lucie thing has become a a festival of lights in Scandinavia as well. So when I was a kid, I heard about St. Lucie's day uh, because of my Swedish grandparents and always wanted to do it because basically what happens is the, the eldest daughter of the household will get up early and make, saffron sweet rolls and coffee for her parents and then she will wake up her siblings and she will don a wreath crown with candles um 
and it's real candles real candles hey. in the old days hey. it was the old days that was but now they're battery operated you know oh, okay. but back in the old days it would be real candles and probably still the the tradition if they're filming it would probably be with the well they used to have the, they used to use real candles on christmas trees too yeah, yeah. so uh which are pyromaniacs they go up to their uh you know go upstairs it sounds like they were in you know houses like ours mm -hmm. and bring their parents breakfast in bed wow. and did you do that i always wanted to that's what i was writing about today i was thinking i always wanted to do it because it is truly beautiful yeah. when you see the the faces that you like when you see photos the faces are all lit up by candlelight the beautiful wreath and the candles coming out like it's a candle crown you know a crown of candlelight and and they would always wear this white gown with a red sash and it was quite beautiful and i always wanted to do it but my parents would never let me do it i wonder why <laughs> they probably had visions of a fire in the house with their child burnt to a <laughs> not exactly the holiday that they would envision so we never did Have that a holly jolly conflagration yeah, yeah. We did use it. I don't know whether we actually took our parents' breakfast in bed on that day, but we used to take our parents' breakfast in bed. Yeah. So, but I as I've been doing this with the whole team, because we basically have an activity every day, and the, the very first one was about uh, various traditions throughout the world of winter holidays, not just Christmas, but other holidays that are celebrated during this time because it's a it's a big time for holidays and and uh, I've been interested in the fact that so many of my customs are from the Swedish side of my family you know I I just have these strong traditions that came from that side and I also had a Belgian grandmother but I I even though I heard a little bit about her um her traditions that was not uh it was not adopted we really adopted the scandinavian uh traditions and mm -hmm. having other people share about their traditions too i first of all learned that a lot of the people in the the group are like i am you know th that they aren't very far from the immigrants in their family you know that there were people whose immigrant uh, uh, another a woman whose parents uh, immigrated from Scandinavia and another woman who her mom was immigrated from Germany and I, I was just like wow that's so interesting to me that these people that I work with I never knew that they also were around immigrants in yeah. their childhood that's cool so we've also asked about, you know, like, what is your favorite beverage, beverage during this time? What is your favorite holiday cookie? And, and just reading about the traditions of a cookie. <laughs> it's quite amazing how much is wrapped around in memory and of all these things that we do to create uh, what I think is a 
beauty in the time of darkness, you yeah. know. Yeah. So symbolically, I've always thought that these festivals of light are so incredible. Because when I was young, my favorite um, church service that we used to go to was the midnight uh, service. Christmas Eve. Yeah, the yeah, Christmas Eve, the midnight uh, service the because it was candlelit. Yeah. And, and they would have... Uh, have the pastor be at the altar and they would light a candle and then that candle would be lit by two people and then the light would go around be passed and i just love that i did too and you'd sing a hymn and then at one point the the minister would raise his candle up and everybody would raise up their candles and you could watch the whole church illuminate i remember that from christmas eve service at at, uh, when i was a kid too but i think that that's a very ancient thing that is sort of like okay we're in the middle of darkness what do we do we we need to light up our lives by these small things that we have at our disposal which is i think the tradition of all the candlelight on the tree and candles in general and all the the lights that make us feel so happy during this period of time it's the way to drive the darkness away cool and I also got my Nordic socks. Yes, I I also benefited. You, you I, I bogarted some of your Nordic socks. Well, I actually got them for us both. Oh, but you got the you got the most colorful ones. I got the you know the less brightly colored ones. But those socks go with those leggings. You I know. Got. Now you got Nordic Nordic socks and Nordic leggings. It's true. And uh, you're looking quite quite colorful. Yeah, at least from I, the knees down. All I need is a candle crown and. Yeah. <laughs> And one of one of those Nordic uh, sweaters that they put on, you know, with, yeah. the, with the same kind of patterns on it. Well, I've got a Nordic sweater. I know you do. I'm saving yeah. it for for the Christmas time. Oh, you're saving it. Yeah. Saving it. Yeah, I've got a flannel shirt upstairs. I'm saving. It, <laughs> it looks just like this one. Actually, it is this one. Yeah. But I'll probably wash it or something. Anyway, I was I was quite interested by how similar so many of the world traditions are. Throughout this time, that they're about light, and I it always makes me think whenever I'm in this time about our our long ago ancestors who just were fighting to stay alive, you know, <laughs> during a time where they couldn't get ready food and they were just trying to eat as much as they could before the before the famine times, you know, yeah. so. It makes me feel like, wow, those people, they survived in some way. Survived long enough to have a, a bloodline continue anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. And you've got your place all decked out too. Well, yeah, I've got my little, my little rectangle of life, my little window on the world up there, and uh, I've been trying to festoon it a little bit myself. It's a little... It's it's a little crowded, you know. <laughs> I tend to you know add things and rather I don't take anything down to put the other things up. I just crowd everything in. But that's okay. That's kind of my modality. My that's my my mo. And we have some music too. Well, I was thinking about something else as well. Oh, what were you thinking about, Diane? I was thinking about the up series that we were watching yesterday. Uh-huh. 
I don't know. I'm sure. I know we've talked about this before when we first discovered this this series called. Uh, well, it started off with Seven Up. It was an English series that basically was was attempting, I think, to show the differences in the social classes. In the social classes, and they filmed these fourteen kids. Seven-year-old kids. Seven year when they were seven years old, and just were asking them about what their hopes were and their ideas towards the future, and and then uh, it was not meant to be an ongoing series. But after uh, another seven years had passed, uh, they decided to to do another one and film these same uh, the the kids that they had when they were fourteen, and then they did it again. 21 21 they just kept doing it and Every now seven years, and now it's 63 now it's 63 yeah. and the interesting thing about this group was that that cohort was born in the year that i was born and so i discovered it i think when they were at it was when they were at 56 i think and I was so amazed by the series because we first just saw the one that was for 56 and I really stumbled upon it. I don't know how I, it was very much a stumbling upon it. Nobody suggested it to me or anything. What's but, the director's name? Uh, Michael Apted. Right, Michael Apted, who's a famous film director, and he has directed every one of these. So Yeah. There's been concern recently that they wouldn't be able to continue because he's like in his 70s or something. And, and uh, But he's made it up, made, to, made it to the 63 up. But it's so fascinating because, and I think the the older the people are, the more fascinating it becomes because they are doing a retroactive look at what they were like at seven. And they show clips from the yeah. previous uh, films, and then you get the update on what, what's happening now. It's, but, a, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. I mean, what a an amazing thing for child development. Yeah. I mean, the just development psych, de- developmental psychology, which I was very interested in when I was um, in college. It's amazing and, to see, because you can see the little kid in all of these 63-year-old oh, people. Yeah. You can see it. And uh, they're still basically the same people, you know, and you, 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 they can watch themselves and talking about what they wanted to be when they grew up, and then they can talk about the, the progression of their lives from there and, uh, how their aspirations have changed or shifted or maybe are still the same. And, and it's, uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's really fascinating. I love it. I think the thing that really captures me about the older, uh, the, when people get older in the series, is how much they buck against the idea that when, they were, when, they, when they're in their 20s, they're sort of saying, oh, no, you know, my seven-year-old self had nothing to do with the way I am now. And now they're all saying, oh, yeah, I definitely think I was totally yeah. myself when I was seven and, you know, that I have been the whole way. And they talk you about know? how, how uh, surly they were at 21 or something like that, you know, because everybody's having their... At 21, you're still not fully <laughs> occupying yourself, although you may feel like you are, you know. Well, the reason why we were watching it, and we watched this yesterday, is that uh, we 
subscribe to BritBox, which we really enjoy. And they send out a little newsletter talking about various things that they have coming up. And they advertised this 7-Up and Me, which was basically English actors and politicians and athletes talking about how this series affected uh, had affected them and sort of talking about their own history and what they felt uh, had taken. And I, there were some really moving moments in that, that show that really made me weep, yeah. you know. And I just said, I really wanted to see the 63 up, but it isn't available anywhere. You can't yeah. find it in America, but we found just part of it uh, on YouTube. Right. And even just watching part of it really made me happy to see the progression of a human life and, and how when you're in your in this time of your life, you are kind of looking back and considering, and you're also, um, like one of the guys, he's very ill with, uh, throat, throat cancer, with throat cancer. And he said, you know, I'm not thinking ahead anymore. You know, I'm not thinking long-term. This is just trying to think of how I can help my family before I go. That's, mm. and, uh, and all of these people have kind of become celebrities through their lives so a lot of what they've what they've learned to reckon with over the years is the fact that you know the one guy who was a who's a cabbie in london was talking about how he had uh, uh what's his name uh, buzz aldrin buzz aldrin was, was in his cab one day and someone someone stopped him and said is it okay if i take a picture and the guy was standing out of the way so the person could take a picture of buzz aldrin he said no not him you i want to take a picture of you <laughs> and so it's really quite, quite interesting to watch these people and how settled they are in themselves, more so in, at 63 than they were, you know, in previous times. Well, even one of the guys was saying when he was younger that he always was a little tortured by the, the year that they would be filming. And, mm -hmm. and he said, but now I kind of feel like, yeah, nothing to lose, you know. Yeah. And I really do think that that becomes more of the the temperament in your mind is that you don't feel like you're going to lose as much yeah. when you're younger. You always are. And, and there's a reason for all that. You know, you, you're making your mark. You want to make sure you make it. And, yeah. and, uh, but when you're at this stage of the game, you're kind of thinking, ah, I've kind of made my mark. And yeah. even if I do make additional marks, uh, it's not, it's not your concentration anymore. Yeah. So. That's true. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to mention that because it's been such a, in fact, it made me want to watch some of the other ones again because uh, I did read a, a little bit about 63 Up and and some of the reviewer, reviewers were saying it was the best one yet. And I think it, it is every single time they do it at an older age right. because you've got more of the life. Each successive one is the best one yet. Yeah, because the the life's arc has more developed. There's more retrospective aspect to yeah. it. Yeah, you know? it's fascinating. And also just to see the, like the cabbie was talking about 
Uber and how that changed his life and talked about Brexit and all these things that are current for us right now as well. But, um, but these people aren't celebrities in the traditional sense. They're like people that you're just following their lives. So it's, uh, I, I just thought it was an amazing concept and, uh, and certainly came to it. Very grateful for the fact that they've kept it going. And now we'll talk about the music. Okay, then. Because the music uh, I is part of that ABC holidays thing that I've been doing at work. One of the days we were saying, post up your favorite holidays songs. And uh, I had several that I wanted to post. Uh, one was a wonderful performance by Magical Strings that they did of... Still, still, still. It's like Stil, Stil, Stil in Austrian. It's an Austrian carol that is just beautiful. And uh, they did such a lovely performance of it. And I wanted to post up Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella, which is a song that I've loved since I was a kid, but also uh, was done by local performers Eric Tingstad and Nancy Rumble, who we are going to feature soon too and have featured before and have featured before but uh but i really wanted to put in patapan which is one of my favorite uh christmas carols ever and i found just stumbled upon again this amazing rendition of it by barry and beth hall who perform uh, these songs on medieval instruments. And these are very ancient carols. Ancient carols, ancient arrangements uh, using uh, authentic period instruments. And, yeah. Uh, I read a little bit about this, uh, this couple, and they actually have built some of their own instruments and uh, to mimic it and... And I just loved this. The whole album is quite phenomenal. Um, But I was so happy to have stumbled upon it uh, through looking up versions of Patapan. Because really, in a lot of ways, hearing it as an instrumental is even more what I think would be traditional. It makes me think of the, those people who would go out was sailing or doing, you know, that it would be sort of like a little march that they could be announcing their arrival right. in a way. So so a little medieval holiday music? Yes, and since they're fairly short, I think we can do a few. Excellent. Excellent. 